0: entrepreneur on fire 708 failures aha moments i've made it moments and the lightning round seven days a week join john lee dumas and today's entrepreneur on fire Video courses available for all experience levels await at lynda.com and I've worked out a deal to give you a special offer. Access the entire library for free for seven days at lynda.com slash fire. That's lynda.com slash fire. Transform any phone into your business phone with eVoice. Go to eVoice.com slash fire for your 30 day free trial in Fire Nation. You'll get $5 off your bill every month. That's eVoice.com slash fire. Fire Nation in the house. Johnny Doom is here and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Jay Myers. Jay, are you prepared to ignite?
1: John, I'm prepared and I'm fired up. Yes.
0: Jay is founder and CEO of Interactive Solutions, Inc., a Memphis-based firm that specializes in video conferencing, distance learning, telemedicine, and audiovisual sales and support. Jay, I've given Fire Nation a little background about your biz, but give us a few personal insights, a little more about your biz, and then we'll dive on in.
1: Well, my business started in 1996, John, and it's uh, been quite a ride. We've uh, started out with minimal sales of a couple hundred thousand, and uh, these days, 18 years later, John, I'm an old entrepreneur, <laughs> we're doing about $20 million a year, so wow. it's really a lot of fun.
0: So give us a little personal insights. We were talking a little bit about Florida before. What's going on in your life?
1: Well, we did buy a house in Florida recently, and those are some of the neat things you could do when you're a successful entrepreneur, very uh, uh Excited about having a home down here near Tampa, uh, and Sar- actually between Tampa and Sarasota, Anna Maria Island, and uh, it's just been really fun to have a place we can kind of go to and uh, regroup, relax, and uh, work actually remotely, but uh, it's not tough duty, John. I'm overlooking a bay, uh, and i got a dock, and it's really a lot of fun down here.
0: Very cool, and you can, you can deal with the heat even in August, right?
1: I could deal with the heat in August, and you know what, John? I've got a pool, so if it gets too much, I can always dive in. <laughs> I
0: love it. So, Jay, we're really going to do a deep dive into your journey as an entrepreneur. That's what we really focus on in Entrepreneur on Fire is a couple specific stories, and you know, my goal is for you to be a storyteller, Jay, and to really bring us there into that moment of your failure and then we're going to talk about your aha moments then we're going to talk about your successes that you're currently experiencing but before we dive into those specific stories we always start with a success quote and fire nation hope you're comfortable because jay's got a long one for us but it is a doozy
1: john this one has really meant a lot to me through the years and it's meant so much to me i actually have this quote laminated and it's in my wallet every day. Wow. And it comes from Ink Magazine. I'm kind of addicted to reading Ink Magazine for a lot of reasons you're getting ready to find out about. But anyway, it's kind of like the whole reason why I became an entre- entrepreneur. And it's basically this. Because in the end, being an entrepreneur is more than ever the way you can choose your path and find the deep satisfaction of walking it. You can earn your days without being beholden. You can make something to affect the world leave something behind where once nothing stood. You can turn work into meaning for yourself and for others. You can be proud. You can leave awake, come good or ill. You can assume responsibility for yourself and be whole and be who you were meant to be.
0: So Jay, what I love about that, first off, is that it speaks to me as an entrepreneur. I mean, every single point that you made there, I was like, yes, yes, yes. It was like a a crescendo for me. But for you, Jay, talk to us about this quote. Like, What does it really mean to you? Why does it speak to you so deeply? And and what do you really want our listeners, Fire Nation, to take away from it?
1: Well, I think in my case, I'll be you an know, older entrepreneur. And I'll tell you the story here in a minute about the failure yes. that I had in my business life <laughs> that became uh, my uh, initial start in business and everything. But to me, it's all about a legacy and creating something that you can be proud of as an entrepreneur you know certainly John people can make money and do some things with business and create businesses that can uh achieve profitability and we're all in it for that for for you know all the really good reasons but i think beyond that for me you know it's 18 years later for me and i'm looking at more of a legacy of what have i left behind very frankly i'm looking in the next few years to hand my business over to my son and let him uh take us into the future uh as uh We transitioned my business from a hardware-based company to more software. But, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, it's got to be more than just making money for me. It's got to be something to create something you're proud of. And I think that's why this particular quote, uh, it just gives me goosebumps because it just – it's what I – my whole uh, operating strategy, why I'm in business, very frankly, for this kind of stuff – be who I was meant to be. I I think I was always meant to be an entrepreneur, but it took me a while to figure it out.
0: (laughs) Well, one thing that gave me goosebumps, Jay, was when you said the words that my failure was my initial start as an entrepreneur. And I mean, that to me just strikes at the core because so many people think that these successful entrepreneurs in magazines like Inc. you know just jumped in and boom, they knocked it out of the park and they were a huge success. But if you do a deep dive into any of their journeys, they started with failure, they failed, they failed again, they succeeded, they crashed that, su- that success and made it into a failure, and then they came back out of, the, out of the dust to rise again, so this is a perfect segue into your failure, Jay, and you know, again, we really focus on the story here because that's what we as human beings connect to, our story, so take us right there, Jay, take us to that moment that you're going to talk to us about your failure and share with us those lessons you learned.
1: Well, it's an interesting story. I'm hoping your listeners appreciate this, but I can recall back in December the 8th, 1995, uh, I had just, uh, it's my 39th birthday and my boss took me out to lunch. And I was thinking that's really a nice thing for him to do on my birthday. and (laughs) Kind of cool. We didn't go to lunch very often, but, you know, nice gesture.
0: Real quick question. Did he say, hey, Jay, it's your birthday. I'm going to take you out to lunch. Or did he just say, Jay, we're going to lunch?
1: Jay, we're going to lunch. Got it. Got it. (laughs) And so, John, it was one of those uh, moments, uh, Jerry Maguire comes to mind, that, that scene where he's in the public uh, place, and my boss turns around and says, uh, not happy birthday to me, John. And those two words, he said, you're fired. Whoa. And, John, I think you can uh, appreciate this, and all the entrepreneurs out there, that, uh, that that's a humiliating experience. 18 years later, I could sit there and laugh about it and, and have an, an interview and talk about it, but it was... It was very, very emotional, very difficult. I had been working for a telecom company, had built up a video conferencing department. So at that point, I was kind of like an entrepreneur. I was building a business underneath the business from zero to five million dollars in five years. And this was when the technology was very, very new and in its infancy. In any event, I really thought he was going to pat me on the back when we went to lunch. (laughs) Little did I know that uh, there was another plan there. I remember leaving the restaurant Driving home, I was shaking. I was so upset. I went by the house, opened up the mailbox. And it's my birthday, right? And I see a bunch of cards stacked on uh, in the mailbox. And I looked at the top card and opened it up. And it's a happy birthday card. And it's signed by John. The guy that just fired me Ugh. that was an interesting experience uh, as you can imagine a few weeks before christmas it's just it's all the bad things uh, <laughs> it was very tough to be uh, you know in one of those kind of moods for the for the season but in any event I uh, after that um, tried to go out and get another job with you know just a traditional route and everything and realize my heart wasn't in it I remember turning to my wife and saying that Hey, honey, I cannot go in front of another person and do an interview and resume and all that stuff. It just—it's not going to work. Well, I remember her walking outside, and she's a smoker. She went and smoked a cigarette, came back in. It was funny because when she was smoking the cigarette, it looked like she was sending smoke signals. She was puffing so fast. But anyway, (laughs) came back in the kitchen, looked at me, and she said, "Let's go." And it was like one of those moments. It was like I could just—I felt like I was tingling, and I was like, "I gotta come up with what am I gonna do? I'm gonna start this." video conferencing company. That's what I know how to do. I I know how to sell this equipment. So in any event, uh, for your listeners out there, this is not the most uh, uh, innovative way necessarily or the best way to get started in business, but it was a motivation for sure. I had to create a job for myself. And rather than having a thoughtful process and going through SBA loans or different things here, I got in a hurry to create a business plan and, and try to sell it to get some funding, right? Um, in any event, I, uh, I cobbled something together, I don't know, six or eight pages, and John, one of the pages, the pro forma, I, I didn't, it, it was crazy. I actually had to go to my brother's office and have people in his office, uh, admins, hand type the, the numbers into a uh, a Franklin Planner spreadsheet. And I remember going to one of the bankers, he looks at me, he goes, dude, what's up with these numbers in your pro forma? I said, what's wrong? And he said, well, uh, it looked like you hand-typed him. He said, you ever heard of Excel? And I go, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, and he looked at me kind of funny, and I said, well, I know about Excel. I said, but I don't have a computer, so I had to kind of do what I had to do. And he looked at me and goes, well, well, Mr. Myers, you want to start a company, a technology company, and you don't have a computer? He looked at me like I was out of my mind. But uh, I had a rough time with that. I went to about 10 banks, didn't get the money. And finally, uh, just pure luck, I ran into a a uh, friend of ours that uh, through this community uh, involvement, Junior Achievement, who got me in touch with some private investors, John. I got a loan for, a, well, a commitment for $250,000 to start the business and then uh, they gave me $70,000 over a three-month period of time and then bailed out. So they loaned it to me for $70,000, uh, or gave you $70,000, and I had to give it back to him 90 days later. It was, it was bad on bad. Um, I did end up hiring an engineer right about the time of the uh, the investor's kind of fallout and everything, who helped me secure some out-of-town uh, finance in, in Kentucky, and uh, that was pretty tough, too. That lasted about a year and a half. We started selling a few things, and then I ended up having to buy him out. So I, I've uh, I've made every mistake known to mankind, John, as far <laughs> as getting this business. Uh, you never really want to start when you're you know forced into business, but... I I did. And the funny thing about it was from the initial investment uh, that was made, uh, where I went from 17.5% ownership with the private investors, a year and a half or almost two years later, I went to 100%. But it was was a rocky path to get there.
0: So, Jay, there's a couple things I really want to pull out of this. You know, number one, we have pretty similar birthdays. I was born on December 16th. So, are you also a December child? I
1: am, December the
0: 8th, yes. There you go. So pretty close, pretty cool right there. And the second thing I really want to pull out is, you know, most people's biggest fear is being fired. And even more specifically than that, is being fired publicly. We're terrified of that. I mean, I can remember back to the days where I actually saw people get fired publicly back when I worked in corporate America with John Hancock. And we were just like, oh man, that is the worst. But I bet that you look back now, Jay, and you would thank that boss for firing you if possible because that got you on your road to where you are today. And, and I love that word that you use too, which is intrapreneur. I mean, Fire Nation, intrapreneur what does that mean that means that you can be an apprentice while you're working at a company you can gain the skills necessary to the when the time is right to go out on your own you can go on your own you can be that intrapreneur before you're an entrepreneur and jay did that with video conferencing and so jay break it down for us in just one sentence because those are the things that i took out of your failure story but i want you to break it down in one concise sentence what you want Fire Nation to walk away with as knowledge from your failure, from what you learned.
1: Well, failure can create opportunity and that's what it did for me. And uh, by failing at the position I had, it was able to create motivation for me to start my own business.
0: Failure can create opportunity, Fire Nation. And in fact, I would actually almost say that failure always creates opportunity. It's just if you're willing to see that opportunity or not. So Jay, let's talk now about the other end of the spectrum. You've been very nice, generous, open, and honest with Fire Nation about that really difficult and embarrassing time in your life. But now you get to kind of brag about yourself a little bit because I want you to talk about an aha moment, to talk about a light bulb that's gone off at some point in your journey. And Jay, take us to that moment in time. Walk us through what that day looked like, what that moment looked like, and then the steps you took to turn that idea into success.
1: John, I'm going to turn the tables on you, okay? Yowzers. The aha moment, I, I would love to, to tell you that, but I'm going to have an awe, uh, and I, I'm going to let you fill in the blanks. But the ah, uh, blankety blank refers to more of the time that the, uh, the day my business almost died. And I'm going to make this story very brief, but it's tough uh, to do so. Back in 2003, I had an employee steal over a quarter of a million dollars from me. Mm. And it occurred after I read an article in Inc. Magazine about an identical event that happened to a company up in Chicago. John, at that m- moment in time, it was 10 months after my older brother had dropped dead and I thought that I was losing my mind at that point in time to have discovered this theft, and it was actually just purely after reading the Inc. magazine and thinking about uh, that article that I came in my office and started digging into my payroll records, which led to uh, me looking at some other places and bringing in a certified fraud examiner and discovering forged checks and those kind of things that were uh, part of the process. My accounting manager and receptionist, we're in it together. And in fact, I uh, chronicled the whole event in a book, uh, my first book called Keep Swinging." But John, it was, I wanted to tell you the aha moment, but I think in the case of this, you may want to call it the aha moment, was when I was sitting in that conference room that day uh, on April the 29th, 2003, and I was literally, I think it was one of those moments, aha, I think it was divine intervention, honestly, that God did not want me to lose my business over what was getting ready to unfold and I was discovering. I will tell you this much, it's the craziest thing that's ever happened to me and my family, but uh, it it was a moment that you really uh, come to terms with some things. I I really felt like I was, uh, as I said, losing it. And uh, we did have prosecution for the uh, accounting manager and the receptionist. You'll love this. we didn't just bring in any kind of prosecution in. We brought in the United States Secret Service because oh, wow. it, just, it just so happened that the, their local manager goes to church with me. So, <laughs> <laughs> But in any event, though, John, here's the best part, the aha. Maybe the, that crisis, the theft, we actually prosecuted in court. It's all in my book. But here's the thing that's interesting. Here's the aha. We were doing about $5 million in 2003. You want to hear something great? Yes. One year later after we almost went out of business one year later John we did 10 we yeah. doubled business a year after we almost went out of business
0: that's quite the moment jay on so many levels and you know there's some vindication there for you for what you know people within your company did there's also vindication for you for continuing to strive forward and doubling sales despite that just having happened now this is just out of curiosity i know there's some some fire nation who's curious as well can you share what the actual penalty ended up being for those two?
1: I am only too proud to tell you, John, we put her away for 100 months. So wow. over eight years.
0: Eight years in jail they had to serve for do it. Wow. So Fire Nation, this is just a great message to share around. And that's why it's great when there's you know places like Inc. Magazine that are just telling these type of stories that are happening you know, literally all the time in every business all over the world, and obviously not every business, but in businesses all over the world. So there is repercussions to be had, and Jay, you went forward and did that. And I kind of want to just tell you what I'm kind of taking out of this. And it's kind of one word that's perseverance, because you could have given up many times, Jay, when your brother, you know, passed away, when you found out that you were being stolen from, you know, when you had to prosecute them, which again, took your time and energy away from your core business. You could have quit many times along the way, but you didn't. You persevered through, and now you have this amazing company that you're going to be able to hand off to your son to continue your legacy, and it's all because you persevered. What would you say, Jay, is the one thing that you want Fire Nation to take away from, from those lessons that you learned?
1: You know, John, it's corny as all get out, but I love the Winston Churchill you know, quote, never, never give up. You know, you just can't. <laughs> and I just, maybe I'm too stubborn, too stupid. I don't know what, but I just, I'm not the type of person that ever gives up. And I think for your listeners, And all the entrepreneurs out there, this is a tough gig, gang, but hang in there, never give up.
0: And actually, the quote goes a little something like, never, ever, 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 Give up. I mean, Churchill really hammers that home.
1: <laughs> John, I knew you were going to be better at that. Novel, so I, I had that segue for you.
0: <laughs> You're the man. It's for, you know, being <laughs> being the uh, the host of another podcast, Jay, Quotes on Fire. It's all about quotes, and uh, Winston Churchill is one of my faves. Him and Mark Twain, those guys are just great quote So, Jay... You have a lot of reasons to be proud. I have no doubt that the day in the future that you officially hand the reins over to your son um, to continue your legacy is going to be an incredibly proud moment. Maybe your proudest entrepreneurial moment, but that's in the future. Share with Fire Nation a quick story of your proudest entrepreneurial moment thus far.
1: Well, I'll tell you, John, it was uh, when we made the Inc. 500 list, and I guess I'm of the Inc. Magazine, right? Yeah. When we made the Inc. list, uh, the 500 list, the fastest growing private companies in the country, we actually made the the Inc. 200 list because we came in at 182. Wow! And it was just the most exhilarating feeling to to that notification, the the whole, you know, the way they recognize that you're up there, you know, with companies like Microsoft and Timberland and uh, Oracle and these people that made the list in the past. You just feel like you had won an Academy Award, got on the All-American team. I mean, everything just, it's just an unbelievable feeling. Inc. is a terrific organization. They, they make you, uh, with the recognition, proud. It makes you feel very proud about being an entrepreneur. And it, it, it's just a terrific uh, honor to be on the list. We've actually made it now, um, the Inc. 500 slash 5,000 list, seven times in the last 10 years. And it's a uh, but that first time was just, John, it was amazing. We actually had a little reception and brought in our customers and our, you know, uh, just different friends of the firm and, and employees and everything. And it was just a wonderful night. And it was, you know, a tribute to hard work and, you know, the innovation and people hanging in there and never giving up.
0: No, absolutely. I'm a huge fan of Inc. In fact, I've had their editor in chief, Eric Scherenberg as a guest on Entrepreneur on Fire, and he absolutely crushed it. I mean, the insights that he's picked up throughout the years and just the great, you know, articles and features they've done. So congratulations for that, Jay. That's such a proud moment to be number 182, you know, on that round of Inc. 500. That's just phenomenal. And Jay, Let's bring things to current times, and let's talk about you today. Share with Fire Nation the one thing that has you most fired up right now.
1: Well, we've done video conferencing for a long time, John, but I think the thing that's really interesting, and I'm very rewarded on not only financially, but also just uh, from a uh, feel-good community support kind of thing, we are growing our healthcare and telemedicine business across the country with new solutions and for your listeners telemedicine allows uh, people in hospitals to be able to provide rural health care to remote locations so let's say it's like a specialist for heart or stroke or ear nose throat dermatology you you name it we're able to have the specialist in one location and be able to reach out to clinics that are maybe hundreds of miles away and we've even done things like uh, diagnose a perforated eardrum from 500 miles away so the neat thing about it is, and a very fun and rewarding part of it is, is to have people out there that are being able to get top flight treatment, even though they can't physically, quote, see the doctor in person uh, because of various reasons, whether they can't get off work, can't you know get in there, the, the logistics won't work for them, but they still need to be treated. So we're very excited about that. It's been a very good business for, for me uh, and, and ISI from a standpoint of being able to grow our income and our, our top line revenue and profits. That, that's for sure. But, John, th- to tell you the the look on people's faces when they're able to treat a, a health care issue and a challenge in a more immediate fashion, it's just unbelievable. We had a guy in Arkansas that literally was getting ready to have a stroke. And he went to the clinic because he couldn't get all the way to Little Rock. It was uh, hundreds of miles away and and many hours. He got in the clinic, had the nurse practitioner hook him up. The specialist treated him and gave a prescription for TPA. He took that particular drug and was uh, able to treat the situation. And two days later, he's back to work. He almost went from having a life and a debilitating disease to two days later, he's fine and back at work. Wow. Amazing stuff. It just... And we're literally selling and installing telemedicine solutions all across the country.
0: See, this is phenomenal stuff. And Fire Nation, why I love bringing people like Jay and just other people who are really pioneering this virtual world and the online world and the power of Internet and the power of video technology is for those of you that are listening right now that are still searching for your thing, I mean, this should be having light bulbs go off. I mean, is this something that excites you? Is there something that you can see here that you can add You know, with your entrepreneurial brain power, with your entrepreneurial energy into this world that Jay is just laying out that we're moving into? I mean, there's so many opportunities, Fire Nation, if you just remain cutting edge and see them, have a passion for them, and then dive forward. And Jay... Wow, we're about to enter the lightning rounds. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. My favorite thing about owning and running my own business is the freedom to do the things that I'm passionate about and the freedom to be truly location independent. With the help of the incredible internet, I'm able to stay in touch with my audience via social media, provide valuable content that's scheduled so I never skip a beat, and engage via email with partners to ensure everything is running smoothly. And with the help of eVoice, I'm also able to stay in touch via phone. With a toll-free number, professional voice greeting, and a dial-by-name directory, eVoice transforms any phone into your business phone. So whether I'm on tropical vacation or running around like a madman running my business, I always have the ability to be in touch when I want to be. Want to try it for yourself? Go to evoice.com slash fire now to get your 30 day free trial in fire nation. Right now evoice is offering you five dollars off your bill every month. Stay connected with evoice and go to evoice.com slash fire. That's evoice.com slash fire. I'm realizing more and more that video courses provide one of the most powerful learning tools available on the internet today. Your ability to follow an expert as they walk through a particular program or topic all while going at your own pace is unlike any other type of online learning. In fact, I literally learned how to podcast through watching video tutorials online. That's why I'm such a huge fan of lynda.com. lynda.com offers unlimited access to over 100,000 video tutorials all taught by industry experts. You can check out tutorials like exploring entrepreneurship fundamentals or even tutorials on leadership and productivity, both of which are skills that we as entrepreneurs can always be improving upon. lynda.com truly has it all. Because of how integral lynda.com has been to the progress of my learning, I've worked out a deal to give you a special offer. Access the entire library free for seven days. Visit lynda.com slash fire. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot slash fire. Jay, Welcome to the Lightning Rounds, where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan?
1: Sounds great, John.
0: What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: John, I'm very risk-aversive. I'm very conservative. I I needed an idea, a business uh, concept that I was passionate about. It took me a while to get there, but I definitely have it now.
0: (laughs) It took me 32 years, too. What is the best (laughs) advice, Jay, you've ever received?
1: John, this is a. will make a very quick, a cool story. I met years ago when I first started my business, Kimmins Wilson, who founded a little company you may have heard of called Holiday Inn. <laughs> Kimmins Wilson told me to hire good people that you trust who have the skill sets that you don't have. That way you don't fall in the trap of trying to do everything as your business grows. Let those good people do those jobs for you and your business will grow and be successful.
0: Great advice. Jay, share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success.
1: John, I am a relentless networker. Even to this day, 18 years later, I put myself out there constantly with volunteer work and I meet a lot of people who have helped ISI through the years. The Better Business Bureau, uh, a local Bancorp South, my old high school, Christian Brothers High School, the Boy Scouts Junior Achievement. I deal with an incubator called Start Co. in Memphis. I'm out there all the time giving of my time and volunteering for things and helping these different entities out. But I'm also promoting ISI as I can. And I think it's one of those things you've got to do that as an entrepreneur, you're out there uh, putting your company in a position that you can help in that way.
0: Love that. Jay, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners?
1: John, I heard you say this in one of your previous interviews as I was trying to prepare for today. (laughs) So I love Amazon and I love Amazon because you could buy so many things uh, through Amazon and I love the way they market and have that suggestive selling. Oh, yes. After I buy a book, here's some other books you might like to buy. I love that.
0: And it's just great knowledge, too. I mean, Amazon puts millions of dollars into marketing, into knowledge, and we as entrepreneurs can say, how can we implement some of their strategies into our business and you know the different ways that we craft emails or offer our products and when we do and et cetera. So love that. And Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that Jay and I have been chatting about at eofire.com slash Myers. Jay, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be?
1: All right, John. Shameless marketing that I'm doing right here, but I've <laughs> written a new book that's been out for a few months called Hitting the Curveballs, How Crisis Can Strengthen and Grow Your Business. I'm very proud of the book because I think it, it, it's very instructive. I think it can really be of value to a lot of the entrepreneurs out there. It tells a story how we grew our business from 11 to $25 million during the Great Recession. I think that's a story worth telling.
0: And didn't your son narrate the audio version?
1: My son, uh, yes, John, he did. I'm very proud of
0: that. That is awesome. And Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook just like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook. Dot com And Jay, this next question is the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days?
1: John, you kill me with this question. <laughs> Every, all the rest of them are child's play. This are the tough one. so... I'm going to answer this and probably take the goofy way out, but cool. I, I told myself, I said, with $500, I think I'd put half in the bank, take the other half, and take my wife out for a really nice dinner.
0: Well, you don't know your wife. She doesn't exist in this world.
1: Well, we're going to say that she does. Anyway, no, I don't,
0: I, I'm I'm holding you to this. You don't know anyone, Jay.
1: Okay, in any event, we're going to put the $500, let's say, all of it in the bank. We're going to fire up the computer, and I'm going to start researching potential uh, communication issues for businesses, hospitals, colleges, and universities. We have multiple locations because John, what I'm going to do is what I do best today, which is link people up from remote locations using visual technology and high tech solutions. So that's i uh, I'm going to stick to what I'm good at. That's what's worked for me. Uh, In the other world, so I believe it's going to work uh, in in this new world as well.
0: Well, it's identical to Earth, so I have no doubt, Jay, that it would. And thank you for just ending this interview literally on fire. And we're really going to add some more igniter fluid to this flame by you sharing one parting piece of guidance. The best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye.
1: Okay, the parting wisdom or advice John, for all your listeners out there, starting to grow into business is the hardest thing you'll ever do in your life, so do it for the right reasons. I suggest and highly recommend don't do it for money. Do it for the freedom that you will give you and your family and for the pride of creating a legacy for yourself and your family. You can follow me on Twitter at at @jbmyers.
0: So, Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you have been hanging out with Jay and myself today, so keep up the heat. And go to eofire.com, type J J A Y J-A-Y, in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up with his book, resource recommendation, best advice, quote, you name it, everything will be there. And Jay, thank you for igniting the airwaves today. Fire Nation salutes you. And we'll catch you on the flip side.
1: Appreciate it, John. Thank you.
0: Fire Nation, you'll be prepared to launch your podcast, John Lee Dumas style, after attending the free podcast workshop that Kate and I host every week. Text PARADISE to 38470 to claim your spot today.